the Academy Award-winning director, Steven Soderbergh. Brett Favre claims not to know what a podcast is. If you know I have a podcast, Brett. Did you know that? Um, no, you don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> Reggie Wayne, Brett Edward. I had a, a, a pet snake mm-hmm. by the name of Law. I'm not a snake fan. I don't like snakes. Buy the snake in the house. I get a, a, a text on my two-way. Law dead. <laughs> Chris Cooley threatened to prank call me. Tyson, how are you? This is David Dunn. Got you, Tyson. No, you didn't because I'm recording this thing right oh, now, no, dude. No, no, no. This You're is the, the podcast. Uh, You're the Andy best. Reed did not call Tim Tebow last night. <laughs> too much. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, everybody. If things sound different or better, uh, it's because Chris Law's on vacation. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the so way we cold. started right in. Gosh, hey, cold. let me tell you something, Chris Brockman. Let me tell you something. Talk about cold, okay? I'm an out Chris Law right now. Okay. All right. I'm okay with that. This is cuz we're we're attempting to um uh, book somebody high up the Twitter flow chart to talk about Twitter and sports. Right. We're attempting to do that. Okay. Um things were going well on that front and hopefully they'll continue to go well on that front. To of course. Sure. Uh, as I was going back and forth with Chris Law, he thought it would be a great podcast conceit, something to do on this show, where he gets the blue check mark and you don't. <laughs> really? Yes. And I'm like, and he and he's like, that would be great. And I said, what? already, 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 this exchange is good enough for the show. <laughs> How would that be great? Well, I mean, great I still, for him, obviously. Maybe I still have this on on uh, on my wow on my messages. In the meantime, I mean, in the words of Dave Chappelle, that's cold blooded. Is that what it is? Uh, I mean, in the meantime, though, uh, Law is right now sunning himself. Yeah, in post, Cabo San Lucas, posting with, embarrassing uh, feet out beach photos that only a girl should do. And filling in is Alex Wilk of NFL Media. Good to see you, Alex. Good to be here. You Thank got you. Got it. Very good. And I think we sound great. And things have been moving along fine, and it is a convergence of podcast, NFL media podcast goodness. Cross promotion, yeah. Dave Damashek is right here, sitting next to me. What's hey, up, fellas, David? what a pleasure! A pleasure to see, to see you, you, Rich and, see uh, you, and Brockman. A pleasure to see you as well. If you if you're trying to connect Twitter yes. with sports, well, the one place not to look is with the guy who does that uh, pregame football show. On the, on another network, uh, the, look. There's telephones. You know, you, you got fax machines. There's Legos. A, there's a tele. Look, there are a lot of forms of communication, but Twitter is something I don't dabble in. Is that what he said? Did he say that? I don't think he's on the Twitter. Is well, he? he's not on email. Boomer Berman. I know no, that for like a fact. That. He is not on email. He's, he's just not at all. He, does he own a computer? There's no way he owns a smartphone, right? Um, he, I bet he still has a flip phone. I, I mean, he's just as old school as they come. Well, that's not really an excuse, is but, it? But what no, point is just, old school, like, just dumb? Like, so, you've got to be forward-thinking. <laughs> he's, 
dude. He's Chris Berman. He's just an old timer. He's on the Mount Rushmore of this whole Look, I get business. It. Here. I used to have his like, but he's just a, from a different. He just he doesn't email. He doesn't. He's not going to tweet. Remember the old Parade magazine that used to be in the Sunday newspaper? They used to do those. It's now small, right? Right. It's like you got to you got to find it in between the coupons. They used to do those one page interviews on the last page, and I used to have the Berman one like on my wall in college. Maybe he's on to something. This You're, is the way to go. This ha- is you, cut it all out. You don't. Who, wh- why? Why is this? He's probably on to something. I think he's right. It come to, the more I think about that, yeah, I don't want to be in. Con- I, I don't want to be available twenty four hours a day to people. I've I heard there was a seventeen year old girl who just won some sort of contest creating an app that filters out things you don't want to have spoiled on Twitter. Mm. Oh, so wow. it's like really? it, this could and and somebody tweeted at me. I forget who tweeted link, was it the link the to me. Sports blackout? No, it was not. I was just like, this past week saying this is your this is the draft app. So you could essentially this is the way you can be on Twitter and filter out. Now I don't I don't know how what the sign you know the algorithm as they might say is for right. that sort of thing. But you could enter in like no Mad Men, no Game of Thrones, correct? No sure, but I, I guess. Games. But I mean, how did you know that not everyone hashtags something? I don't know how, you know, I mean, and, uh, I mean, maybe it looks for I keywords, could, but the, right. So suddenly you get no tweets about mothers or dragons. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, exactly. I don't know how this, I don't, exactly. I don't know how this works, but in theory, it sounds it's amazing. It's revolutionary. I have found the, uh, the Twitter exchange. I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the text oh, exchange. Here we go. Here we go. Chris Law. I want a blue check mark out of this and not one for Brockman would be podcast gold. I responded harsh. He responds. <laughs> ha ha. But great listening and sets us up for great fodder. And I wrote, at the very least, this text exchange suffices. <laughs> wow. And I figured, why not bring it up while he's not here to defend it's himself? Like, uh, it's like Spaceballs. He's going over my helmet. <laughs> Spaceballs. <laughs> very good. I like it. Darth Helmet, everybody. Um, Alex Sulkin of, um, of uh, previous, uh, our previous podcast guest, he... Um, you know him from being on the show. You've enjoyed his show, Family Guy, for a long time. He's no longer with that program as he's now moved on to it's branching uh, out. He has uh, some in the Seth MacFarlane world with uh, his new movie, A Million Ways to Die in the West. They're shooting that right now out in out in uh, the southwest portion of this country. He's going to join us. Big Patriot fan as well. He's a Hollywood kingpin, and he talk about Twitter. He's to me, he won uh, at the I- Sulk. I say he, yeah, the he Sulk, yeah. I say he is the best on Twitter, bar none. You're tremendous rich. Okay. There are a lot of funny people on there, but he is gangbusters. Did you see, or I think it was within the last few days, um, he mentioned that, that he hopes he is not uh, one of the open-eyed dead guys. Yeah. You know, I love yeah, it. That was, that that was amazing. I, love, I missed that one. I love the open-eyed dead guy that you see in movies all the time. It's funny how movies inform movies that follow you know forever we watched movies people dying with their eyes open and then of course somebody comes over a doctor or otherwise yeah but it used to be you had to purpose purposefully put your fingers over both eyelids and push them down right now it's gotten to a point where you can pretty much get within about three feet just wave <laughs> your hand and the eyes go closed maybe there's, an, maybe there's an app for that i wonder if that works though in real life we I, i'd like to see a dead guy with the open eyes just to test out how hard do i actually need to push to make those eyes go because movies make it look like it's a breeze i don't want to find that out i'm, I'm okay with never knowing if have I can... you ever seen a dead person uh i don't think so how about you uh, I have seen a dead person, yes. yes. Like right here in this room, Sixth Sense style, or, or, or like you have? 
Um, no, yeah, I've uh, I've uh, I've seen more than one dead person. Have you ever been to? A f- I mean, not open- at a funeral. Not at a funeral. No, no, no actually, no, I take that back. Not at a funeral. I have. The first time I was ever in St. Louis was two that May of two thousand nine, just before I moved out here. And uh, we were staying at the Union Station like hotel, kind of in downtown. And we were out uh, on a Thursday night at the mm-hmm. casino down by the river. Down by the river. So we're walking back yes. at two in the morning. There's like a big group of us, ten, twelve. Not a great idea, by the way, because St. Louis isn't. You know that part of town is careful. Week four, I'm NFL just saying, Network. All I'm saying is we're, going. we're walking back. It's two in the morning, and you kind of hear a rat. And I was like, oh, that sounded like gunshots. And everyone was like, "Now nah, it's just fireworks." I'm like, "Fireworks at two in the morning right. on a Thursday, right out because f- at two in the morning on a Tuesday." I mean, it that's, been fine. yeah, that's, R- that's so understandable. Right, right. St. Louis that's, is that's a rough fi- town. That's, that's Midwest no fireworks. Now. Right out in front of our hotel was bullet casings everywhere, no and an SUV way. was crashed so into a bus saw? station, and there was a guy kind of hanging out of the so that was of the SUV. But the person could have been alive, for all you know. Could have been. We later found out they were not okay. So you subsequently found that out. Would you rather be seen a a dead person? Would you rather be a dead guy and have people look at you with your open eyes? I I think that this is the most humiliating way to be seen is leaving a football game, a grown man, leaving a football game that your team has lost in the face paint. There's nothing more depressing than seeing that guy walk out with, you know, the 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 hangdog expression, but with the face, you know, ha- and maybe he's got a tear or so coming down. <laughs> I, I thought I of would that. submit I'd rather just have everybody see me my my new dead body splayed out in the bathtub than as opposed than as opposed to be the guy from the game seven uh, <laughs> that they showed of the 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 guy with for the the Leafs the Leafs guy <laughs> he had the puck on his head. Go Leafs. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. You don't That's want to exactly be that what guy. made me think of you that. You don't want to be that guy. There's nothing more pathetic oh, than being a grown man Lord. in that state, walking out of the stadium. Maybe it's your terrible towel is slung over your shoulder, your black and gold painted face. Yes. And I thought of this, too. Tear stain. And as you can tell, this is, this is you know, uh, this podcast is, we, we, we don't have, you're, you're our in-studio guest. We've got no players. No players. We don't no, need, this no, is a player list. No. This is a player list show. Player list week. Just uh, the Sulk and, and you, which I couldn't be more pleased to have you on, so thank you for doing this. Um, Certainly. Um, pleasure, that, of that, course. That, In a sense, Rich, we are lawless this week. We are lawless this week. Not oh. Lucy. Not Lucy. Lawless. That's the better type of lawless, let's be honest. <laughs> of course. Um, is that, with that game seven, that we saw the traditional handshakes right. in hockey, which right. I freaking love. Yes. Love it. Terrific. Dude. You had a great tweet about that. Which is the truth. Time. I'm sitting there with my oldest son, who's uh, on the iPad at, at 7 at night, and and uh, he's watching, oh, God, what was it? Uh, Doc McStuffins, everybody. Oh, so, no, so, that's a bad new one. I don't know. I, I don't Doc like this new show. McStuffins. Both my kids have taken to it. On I the reject. Disney How Junior old are your app. kids, Dave? Disney Junior uh, app. Six and four now. Okay. Well, Caillou has been banned from the house. Caillou, Caillou is, is the... a whining Canadian. Yes. Okay. That I, and Wonder I, I can Pets. only hope that Caillou is a Leafs fan. Of, of the, I, I feel bad for all these fans except for Caillou. And is Caillou in good health? I'm not sure Caillou he is. Looks, Caillou looks wan. Yes. And, and malnourished. Yeah. And he's just a whiny kid. Yeah. I just want to slap Caillou around. But anyway, Caillou's been banned from the house. <laughs> well, why am I? He's a tattletale. He's, he's just the worst. What the, no good Everything lessons you do to not be learned want your from son Caillou. to be. Yeah. Is Caillou. That's what you get when you name him Caillou. Correct. So why is this a kids program? All of it's program. wrong. All of it, uh, who knows? If he's teaching bad things Let to me your... tell you something. 
Chris Brockman, <laughs> when you get to this stage in your life with kids, you are assaulted from places you don't expect. And your child. Yeah, wear jingles in your head all, all the time. All sorts of stuff. You're mm-hmm. watching. You're watching. Mm-hmm. You're watching uh, any game with your kid, and the most inappropriate commercials come on. You never batted an eyelash when you're your age, for instance, with no children. But now you have no idea when you're going to get assaulted, and that includes <laughs> Caillou. That includes Caillou. You're slip. You're you're flipping around. It's some. Like- it's oh, it's PBS. What wrong can what. PBS is fantastic for your child, right? Sounds like a Mortal Kombat Then you're character. watching this thing. You're watching this thing. You're like, he's whiny. He's complaining. He's a snitch. He's all of this stuff that you don't want your kid to be. Banned. Out of the house. Snitches get stitches, Rich. They, well, I mean, I'm trying to explain this to my at, son. Well, TV, I mean, watching this, you think you're at least going to, when it's family appropriate, you think you're going to learn, or at least the TV can teach your child some powerful lessons. In fact, it often does the opposite. You know, one of the oldest lessons that you can be taught on TV is stand up to a bully. You know, bullying is a big issue here in the 21st century. Of course it is. But as I can tell you from firsthand experience, it was back in the 70s, too. <laughs> and TV taught me, hey, just stand up to any bully. Hey, if you just punch him once, he'll, he'll back down real quick. Yeah, try that in real life. Yeah, the big guy. Yeah, just go ahead. Yeah. Oh, he's razzing you. He's yeah. He gave you a wedgie. Yeah, just punch him once in the face. See how that goes for you. Yeah. Great lesson, uh, TV. Thanks. Thanks, Peter Brady. Yeah, Peter Brady. Jerk. Exactly. I don't like. Did you get, did now, you get punched even more? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so so he's watching Doc McStuffins, and I tell him, you know, and I'm watching the the hockey, and um, Bruin shooting score. Place goes crazy. So I rewinded a minute. And I, pa- I have him pause Doc McStuffins, and I say to him, I'm like, okay, buddy, here's the deal. Because he remembers the Stanley Cup from last year with the Kings winning it all and with the, the white towels mm-hmm. and everything, and he remembers the cup and all that stuff. So I'm like, you remember the Stanley Cup? And I'm like, first of all, you know what this sport is? He goes, hockey. I'm like, God bless it. This is good. Okay. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're moving forward here. Um, now, we're, we're sh- I, I explain to him the Stanley Cup, and this is what's called a Game 7 goes right over his head. And I'm like, here's the deal. Whoever scores gets to keep playing this year. Anyone who doesn't score, they could no longer play this year. And they have to go home. And they get very sad. But the team that scores is very happy. And he goes, okay. I'm like, now watch. Hit the button. Shoots and scores. And he goes, uh-huh. <laughs> right back to oh, Doc have a nice happy ending. No, he goes right back to Doc McStuffins. <laughs> Handshakes go down, and I'm thinking, this is the greatest thing. I'm going to show my kid what's good about sports, and he has trouble. He, he has trouble losing board games now. It's it's bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to win. The other day, we're playing some sort of new game. And he, we we got some board game with penguins and all this sort of stuff. And he looks at me. He goes, "Do you want to win?" I'm like, "Yes, I want to win." This is called competing i'm like do you want to do you want to beat me and he goes yes and i'm like that's fine one of us is going to lose and we'll still love each other and we went ahead and i i beat him you know i mean but this is the sort of you know toughening of the skin that's got to go down so this has to happen so so i'm like showing him this is the way to do it so i show him look how they're shaking hands the team in the black the bruins they just won and the team in the white not only just lost, but I just explained to him about they were three goals up, and it was a. This is we'll never see this again. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, you as long as you live, we'll never, never see, see a team in hockey lose the way the Leafs just did, oh, right? Amazing. You'll never see that again. We haven't seen it since. We probably won't see it again. I'm like, and they're still shaking hands. How cool is that? And he goes, uh huh. Ah, 
that's too bad. He turns back around. <laughs> but the reason why I'm bringing all this up is not only to tell that story, is why shouldn't every sport at the end of a playoff series require that? I love why the— Why shouldn't I the like NFL maybe at. after the Super Bowl is over— that's a cool idea because, but and at the same time, I also don't like the glad handing that goes on on the field after a football game. So I'm I'm, I'm conflicted. What do you I mean? Do like, like like my I, team's just your team's just your team's just lost to somebody else, and you see the the your guys going up to the other guys, and they're slapping each I other. Like, and having... No, I I I like the formality. I I like what the NHL. I mean, it's institutionalized that you do this. But random guys, individuals on the field, hugging and laughing after a bitter loss, I think should. So I, I I'm conflicted because when the players take it into their own hands, and this is this is not a religious uh, statement. I don't like when they do the kneeling and praying in unison. I don't. I I legitimately think the thing that the NFL and all sports need to embrace and celebrate as much as possible is rivalry, is hatred. This notion that we don't care about the rivalries as much as you fans do diminishes. Well, I mean, we all have to delude ourselves. Well, but, but remember the remember how awesome care. it was when the Pistons walked off the court with like 10 seconds I to go? I that. I thought that was rude, and I thought that was petty. Yeah, that did go too far. Was, I'm with Rich on that. But thought, in a sense, you knew the that the teams like, hated each other. Now everybody's friends. I don't like and the, the NBA coaches that wave at each other or don't even say it. I don't know what it is. You I like you like, like the it. college handshake, real well, quick. Well, I don't like I don't like the swim move that Tom Crean gives. You know what I mean? I don't. You know I don't. But, <laughs> but like Calipari and Shevsky come in quick shake and then it's over. I know these guys don't like each other. But now And then when something that should be done with, um, that should be done with sincerity is done in the complete opposite and makes a mockery of the thing, and makes it look like it's just a formality as opposed to something that is. A true show of sportsmanship. That's where obviously this make... gets undermined. I but, liked it, but you know, you you said it's in- institutionalized in hockey. I don't think it is. It's it is just a tradi- It's traditionalized in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm saying maybe it should be institutionalized in sports, I, where I, I like where the we idea. are gonna we are gonna shake hands, and even if you don't want to, the bottom line is this: and even if you have cut my knees in the trenches for the last sixty minutes. I am going to go up there, and we are going to shake hands. And But the coaches do it in the NFL right now. That's traditionalized. It's not institutionalized. And then when we had that thing in Detroit a couple of years ago, and, and Harbaugh looked like he had just won the lotto, you know, and made it made a mockery of it, and it undercut the, the spirit of it, that was a problem. And everybody had a big an issue with it but don't you enjoy so you don't enjoy at least uh the melodrama of let's say belichick and uh and uh eric mangini or josh mcdaniels we still see that we still see that i'm saying you enjoy that i do yeah, that's I love fun. it, man. The old AF, remember the old AFC Central rivalries in the days of Sam Weish and and uh, Chaz Knoll and and the rest of them when they wouldn't Chaz shake Knoll. hands and they would yell at each other. Yeah, let me tell you something. Pull them in close yeah, yeah, and yeah. give, give them one on. for. That's, that's great. terrific. I love that. That's stuff. great. Yeah. Didn't Haley do that to McDaniel's a couple yeah, of years ago? Yeah, yep. and they were you know pointing yeah. at him. So, but so I like it, it does... when guys hate each other. Like it was great when yeah, Kobe hated like. Ray Allen I and all these don't guys. Don't mind that. I think at the end of I I just love that, and and again the what worse way 
can a team lose a Game 7 in the way that the Leafs did on Monday night? Maybe being four goals up in the third period. <laughs> I mean, how many more goals does one need to be up with, I believe, 10 minutes to go in the third period too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. and they were up so, two with a minute and a half. Oh, lordy. So all of that, they still went ahead and shook everybody's hands. And I just thought that was awesome. And it is a great way, even though it could not break through the Doc McStuffins bubble, it's a perfect thing for me to show my four-year-old, when you are going to lose, you know, and you get your orange wedge, that's the way you act when you lose. I I mean, it's invaluable. Now, we don't play sports to teach children lessons professionally. You know what I mean? Like, we don't. That's not the reason why you have professional sports. I just would love to see it. And maybe, you know, maybe it's too much in the NFL with 60 guys lined up after the Super Bowl. Maybe you they know, could all just get in a circle and I do like. Know. That would be something, though. Yeah. Wouldn't it be? Who I mean, do we be sp- appreciate yeah. the Chargers. See, I know. The Chargers. <laughs> I'm gonna, that is no, a point like, of view. No, Dave, that is I, a I point like of view. I do like it. I do like it. It's a point of view that, that many people who are listening to this conversation right now Absolutely agree. With I you. no listen. I, I I'm saying I'm having it both ways. I like the fact. <laughs> I like the fact you. that they, I like the I, I like that you're required to do it, even if it's not in your gut to do it. I mean, I remember back in nine in January of '81, my family. You know, the steel. You know, we're a Pittsburgh family. The Steelers dynasty is now over. The Raiders were going to win the Super Bowl. They were going to beat the Eagles. And for an hour, everyone in that room watching it was so excited to see the interaction between the late Pete Rozelle and the late Al Davis, who were arch rivals, yep. you know, the old AFL guy going up against the old NFL guy, and they didn't respect each other necessarily. But the idea that Pete Rozelle, against probably his will, had to hand the Lombardi and shake hands and Al Davis, that whole interaction was fascinating, and I was a child at the time. I love all that stuff. They, oh, so those two I. fought each other? Those two guys actually dropped their gloves and punched each other in the face two nights ago? Now they're shaking hands? Great stuff. Well, that's the one of my favorite Sports Center moments was after I think it was Red Wings Avalanche and yep. Chris Draper had his mouth wired shut because Claude Lemieux sucker punched him earlier in the series and Chris Draper in the locker room threw a wired shut mouth I believe this is a sequence he goes I can't believe I had to shake his freaking hand mm-hmm. but he did yep but he did and all of that I think is a perfect example and I love that hockey does it. And I'm wondering why others don't. I know we've we've maybe beaten it this thing strange. to death no, here. But you're right but that it's strange that they haven't adopted that in the copycat world that other sports haven't seen. I don't know. I mean, I guess with baseball, it. baseball has how many number of – it's just probably a similar number on a bench in baseball than in hockey. 26 right? yeah, versus I mean, 20. 20, yeah. right? It's, it's as close as you're going to – I mean, NBA. I mean, the NBA would be simple. It'd be, it would be over in a minute. Mm-hmm. But instead, in the NBA, I mean, man, oh, man. Some guys walk off. Some guys hug. Well, I mean, Phil Jackson was always up the tunnel at the end of something. He was gone. And he doesn't move very fast with his hips. <laughs> but he was always gone. Like, he was walking up the tunnel, you know, as 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 Robert Ory's shooting, you know, half the time. And it, it, it just always bothers me. And I don't know if I'm naive or I'm old school or what. I just, I, I just think it's great that hockey does that. I think it is cool, and I do have to ask this then because we're in Southern California. You have your New York roots, and uh, I don't know if we've discussed this before, but Rich Eisen 
Will you, because we're in a similar spot, I'm a, a Pittsburgh Pirates fan by uh, by birth, you know, um, will you, yeah. and I, I feel like it's wrong as, you know, living here in L.A., it's one thing to say, look, look boy, Jean-Claude Van Damaschek, you are a Steelers fan or you don't watch football. I mean, right. there, there's certain standards that will be in place. But it's a form of emotional child abuse to say you're a Pirates fan. Yes. I can't make a they, – they, they don't win ever, but, yeah, you're, right. you're obligated. Right. Will you make him a New York Jets fan? Well, listen, I grew up in New York City uh, loving the Jets and following the Giants as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I remember when Jerome Barkham caught a touchdown pass from Richard Todd to beat the Dolphins late in the game in Shea Stadium, and I, I was euphoric. Uh, A.J. Dewey still makes my skin crawl and is a – Dewey is li- literally a four-letter word, but mm-hmm. uh, figuratively as well. 77, three picks. All of that. Uh, there's one team, two teams that he must uh, – he must – like Yankees, Yankees, right? Yankees, I was gonna, yeah. Yankees and Wolverines. That's it. And 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 eventually <laughs> one day, if he winds up going to Ohio State or whatever, he can do whatever he wants to do. But growing up right now in the household, that's it. And my wife is a Red Sox family. So when when our, my firstborn was born, we got all sorts of Red Sox stuff sent to the house. Uh, um, uh, pajamas, beanies, all this stuff, books. With with the with the green monster on it, all of that stuff, and I just said legitimately, there are very few things that I I do not get emotionally invested in many sports anymore, but there's two teams that I'm emotionally invested in. It's, it's the Yankees and 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 the Wolverines, and and I just I just got to say, if he winds up loving the Red Sox, okay, but no way, no way, not not my house. That's it. I the standards. That's it. I and mean, at least, be at least, integrity. at least, at least, I've got twenty-seven World Series to back this play. He's not going to wear many emotional scars in my mind. Twenty-seven. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. With twenty-eight, maybe on the way with a ragtag bunch of guys. Settle down. And then you got the winningest program in the history of college football. How'd you like Brady Hoke? Okay. Speaking of rivalries, oh, what'd you yes. think of his remarks Chickening about out. the Irish? I asked this of Coach Kelly. He told me that they're going to – I asked this of him when I saw him uh, at Raider City Music Hall, part of our draft. I'm like, are we going to play each other again? And he said yes. He said yes. So when I hear Brady Hoke saying he's chickened out. <laughs> that is, see? I that love it. That makes it juicy. It hey, makes it more compelling. I love Brady Hoke. And calling Ohio State Ohio, he does it to tweak him. <laughs> I love it. I love it because I, I do the same thing on Twitter also, just with Breer, who, by the way, is obnoxious, has lost his mind. <laughs> Breer, did you see his tweet? No, I, when, I missed When the it. Bruins won, because, you know, he's a Boston guy. Right. His tweet, when the Bruins won. What did he say? I missed USA. It. <laughs> he said USA. <laughs> USA. With three exclamation points. USA. Oh my lord! I mean, no one. I, I can't defend. I can't defend anything not, Albert does. Does he not Dare care I, that Canadians might follow him? I can't. I can't defend anything. The idea that I mean, Boston people. Did anyone waste the uh, the the everybody in the, any sports fan? When the Red Sox finally got over the hump against the evil empire, did anyone waste that goodwill that was being given to them by objective sports fans more quickly than Red Sox? I mean, they were repugnant three weeks later. Hey, what do you expect? One day we are going to see. To be happy. All you ever said <laughs> no. was, 
Uh, I just want to see one in my lifetime. Now I can die in peace, as someone once said. What's going to happen with the Cubs fans in this country? What's going to happen with them? And is there any, I guess, what would be the NFL equivalent? Cardinals? Browns. Browns? I mean, the Browns did win championships, yeah, but at just least not Super Bowls. The Cardinals. I mean, they did, uh, they never won any. Well, obviously not in Arizona. And prior to that, they didn't win anything in Chicago. St. Louis. Chicago. Chicago Se- Cardinals. Seahawks. I don't know what they did. They're irrelevant. Seahawks fans, are, are they get – let me tell you something. If you even remotely tweet something that could be taken as critical, they're very touchy. But when you tweet something positive about them, nothing gets retweeted faster. That's a, uh, that's fair. I, f- I found that to be true. Atlanta they fans are, are very prickly. They, I didn't expect that because that is SEC country, and it does feel a little bit like SEC football is more important than uh, NFC South. But if you challenge that, if you say anything about Matt Ryan, oh, you will be attacked and, uh, and viciously. No, but uh, Seahawks fans are like that. Nothing touches, nothing's more of a Twitter third rail than smearing the entire Jaguar fan base with Tebow. <laughs> as being Tebow lovers. <laughs> if you paint every Jaguar fan, oh, you love Tebow because that's where he's from and you have empty seats and what better way to fill fannies in the seats because you will all be like moths to flame just by Tim Tebow showing up regardless of his ability to be a successful NFL mm-hmm. quarterback. It just it just hits on so many levels on Jaguar fans that they are um that they are that they're ignorant of what what good football is, that they are um, not passionate about their team because why else wouldn't you fill the stadium if you're just going to come just to see a bright, shiny object in Tim Tebow? All of it. It just touches every single button. It is the third Twitter rail right now in the NFL you, right now. You mentioned smear. And, uh, speaking well, because of, that's the way they would view no, it. No, you're right. What about uh, those Jaguars helmets? That looks like, to me, that, they, that looks like smear. It looks like if you leave Skittles in a hot car for too long. Did you see those? <laughs> well, Marshawn Lynch would know about that. Yeah. <laughs> this, by the way, this is a perfect May football conversation. What about Tim right? Tebow? I mean, what, what else is going on right now? I mean, I mean we're, we could, we could the, hit the, the, whole... fa- the fake story of Chip Kelly calling Matt Barkley Mark. We could, we could talk about that. Well, oh, I called I, him I, Charles on, on, our, on our draft <laughs> broadcast after a while. Everyone's making a big thing of Chip Kelly's music. Well, in practice, I, I, what is it? I, I haven't. I mean, I haven't. I haven't is there a playlist? Is there? Is there, there like is some actually. sort of yeah, iTunes Chip yeah, Kelly yeah, playlist? IT yeah, it's what rangy. It's rangy. I'll tell you that what much. I don't have it in front of me. I know ACDC, which makes sense. Okay, so what, what's the? Bi- I mean, it's not, uh, it, AJ Hawk. And what's weird what's is what's so special about it? Is it like Jock Jams three? I mean, it kind of is, and we talked with AJ Hawk on uh, on uh, my podcast on the Dave about this. football oh, program. Yes, we we, we 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 I brought that up. What would you play? It's interesting because you do have to. It has to appeal. Uh, there are a lot of masters to serve on a on a fifty two man roster or a ninety man roster. What music would satisfy everybody out there? AJ Hawk said he might go with some reggae. I said that's probably not suitable for. for yeah, how for, is, that, is that an upbeat practice? No, I don't think that or? one makes makes much sense. Then, and <laughs> Adam Rank, to his credit. Gave the correct answer, I think. NFL films music. That's the only music. I want that in my car. I want right. to drive around with yeah, that. It makes that, me that, more of that, a man. That being like your your soundtrack. Like, yeah. Remember that movie, I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker? 
Remember that? They had to travel around with a soundtrack. <laughs> dun, 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 nah, nah, nah. So I would that, just I mean, feel better each day going right. around. Right. That's what that. everyone's talking about right now. Is in, Chip. Case, in case you're curious. Alex I, Wilk, I, everybody. Yeah, chime in, everybody. I found the, uh, the playlist from our very own NFL.com. Nice. Well, not the full playlist, but at least some See, now, would, would Chris Long do this? Yeah, yeah. he would. He would Probably. He's, okay. a, he's a big company, man. He is. Okay. ACDC, as, as was already mentioned. We what, have what, what? I mean, are we just. What song? Do we have the song? I don't have songs. I just have four band names. I have ACDC. I have Nicki Minaj. Which to me is a surprise entry. Nicki Minaj, Flo Rida, and Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne is Crazy Train, right? I mean, that's how the Patriots get introduced. That's right. So ACDC and Ozzy Osbourne stadium, to me is not games. like that. That's that's not anything but Nicki Minaj and for, for the for, for the for the forty three year old Jewish man who's deep in the Doc McStuffins world. Can somebody? Enlighten me on what uh, Flo Rida is. Anybody? I don't know his song. I is think that, he had one that, hit, got that, maybe. Uh, he had the I, boots with the fur. I get a good feeling. Yeah, he's got the one. boots with the fur, yeah. What is that's Rich still, Eisen? By the way, that still does not help me. Because Flo Rida, I just think, is is like making potatoes. <laughs> I, I Flo Rida is. That's worse Rida. than naming well yourself the Thank Anaheim you. Ducks. Low rider. I'm gonna base my entire persona like I around the, the pun. That seems like a bad I idea. I see the Bud Light commercials with that dude, and I'm like, who is this guy? And somebody explains oh, his pitbull. Pit yeah, with the with the. He's yeah. the worst. Yeah. I don't get like, what but, is he so I, angry about well, all the time? Yeah, heard, he's, he does like the he's fist always thing, throwing that fist. fist thing. He's so like mad. Settle down. It looks like the last guy I'd want to party with. When I tweeted out pictures uh, of, of Ed Reed and I at the Oscars, I got a lot of "What is Pitbull doing at the Oscars?" Oh, and with you're, Django. And you were you were Pitbull because of the, I was the oh, with the tuck and the I shit see guilt by association. I don't get it. He's angry. Who is it? A true story? Does he appeal? Appeal. Is this a uh, a an urban legend that there was a Walmart campaign with Pitbull where you can go on Facebook and get Pitbull to come to your local Walmart? <laughs> and I guess this is, is this absolutely this is true? true? Yes. And 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 people inundated the Facebook page with Anchorage, Alaska, mm-hmm. and and essentially forced <laughs> Pitbull to get on a lengthy, long distance flight. To the most remote Walmart I believe feasible within true. these fifty United States. By the is way, this that's a Kodiak, Alaska? Kodiak, that's not even a Alaska. Major city in Alaska. This is true. <laughs> Kodiak. Kodiak's on an island. This is true. That's amazing. This, this is, is this is true. This is absolutely true. Oh man, uh, Rich Eisen. It's baseball season, and we're talking music. Yes. You, you're, uh, you know, it's it's now. I think it's in almost every ballpark. The batter, when he steps into the batter's box, gets to choose what is essentially his theme music. What is your song? The Doc McStuffins <laughs> song. <laughs> Wouldn't that be odd? Seriously, I think I tweeted out the other day that Jake and the Neverland's Pirates theme was going Jake through my head. Jake and the Neverland Could not get it out of my head. Climb aboard me, my, uh, my rec, my rec softball team. Actually, we would do this. We had walk-ups. Oh, really? So, what was your what was your walk? I had music? a couple. I uh, I had I am a real American, Hulk nice. Hogan's theme song from sure. the '80s, and then when Macho Man Randy Savage died, I paid homage Why with the you? pomp and circumstance. And I also like Tupac, All Eyes on Me. And how'd you hit? Which which song pr- provided more hits? Uh, in softball, I really like to swing for the fences. So oh, occasionally Lord. we get some home runs, and occasionally we get some major I think, league pop I think if you go, this is, uh, this is unorthodox, but if there are any big leaguers within the sound of my voice, take my advice and uh, watch your on-base percentage go through the roof. You're beautiful. 
You're beautiful. <laughs> I saw you with another man. You step into the batter's box now. You understand. You step in there, and you call time. You call time. You know, just give the hand to the ump, and then you lock eyes with the pitcher, you know, 60 yes. feet, six inches away. Are you going to do the and Archie you, Graham? Are you going to wink start, at him? And you lip sync. No, you lip sync. I saw you with another man. You're beautiful. You start doing that. Mm. Four pitch balls. He wants you out of his hair. He just, just get him out of just my get way. Him out. Get him Maybe out. he puts one in your ear. Either way, you're standing you on it. first base. Savvy. You know, like I say, you're savvy. You're never, you're never making an out for your team. That's you're for very, sure. Very, very savvy. <laughs> I'm not, maybe I'll go with the Game of Thrones theme. <laughs> but it's you, great. but you call time until it's completed. Oh damn! Strange. And the length of uh, at the average my baseball game is not, seven and a half hours. My wife does not like watching show opens. Like when we watch, mm-hmm. when we binge view, like say right. uh, House of Cards. But, but you have to watch that. Want, open, she'd right? want, she'd want it. She'd want to go a minute in. And whenever we watch a show that we're TiVoing. Uh, we just finished The Americans, which is fantastic. Yeah, she hmm. would always want to go through it. Homeland got to zip through it. The one time where I put my foot down, because I love show opens. To me, that's part of the whole thing. Of course, uh, for Game of Thrones, because it's also helpful. Because they got the map and they tell you where they're going. Although they flip around. Instructive, yeah. You sort of lose your head. Sopranos also one of the greatest shows. Yeah, but she wanted always fast. She's just like, let's get to the show. I don't know. I mean, that's one of those um, things, too. And she loved your tweet this week about uh, the Family Feud. One thing that oh, you learned you, from you Family said Feud. One thing you learned about, he tweets out, one thing that me and my buddy just learned about Family Feud is that uh, uh, husbands hate their wives. That's great. But I wrote you back. Did you, and, then, and, I, and so, so we, we come in from, uh, from dinner somewhere, and, uh, and Susie says to me, uh, your boy Brockman just tweeted something out about a husband hates their wives. You see that? <laughs> I, let me, oh, let me lay this out Twitter for you. Police. She so, is she is she's the big sister. So it's fast money. Oh, she's the Orwellian big sister. It's fast money. The clue is, we asked a hundred people, how many times a day do husbands tell their wives that they love them? The top two responses: one and zero. <laughs> That's not good. It's not good. Dave, how would you answer that question? Um, the latter. No. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? When you're trying to put dynamite. the kids down, you're trying to. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of stuff that's going on. Uh, we, what are we? What are so Dave Damashek football program? Uh, what yes. else is going on Available in your, in your on expanding iTunes. NFL media world? Uh, well, this is what. What's fun is last Thursday I went on the top 100. You know, you and I have talked, Rich, about. These players, it's talk about a punch to the gut as a football fan. It's troubling when you find out that the NFL football players don't watch football, or else, I mean, I don't know how else you would explain some of the conclusions they collectively reach with this top 100. They're voting on it, it's the current players, and yet some of the decisions are really hard to fathom. But I, anyway, I went on there last Thursday with Sap, who it was, it was just a delight. I've never mm. done much with Sap. Delightful. I'll be back on there on Thursday on the recap show. All After right. they unveil the 10, then they recap so you can bellyache about it. Yeah. Last week, I was with uh, with a Wolverine uh, fellow alumnus. Chuck Woodson. With Chuck Woodson. Indeed, Chaz Woodson. A- and at some point, I challenged him, uh, challenged him on something. He didn't like my opinion. And he audibly said, this was on camera, Chuck Woodson turned to me and said, I don't even know why you're here. <laughs> Fantastic. I think he and, said the same thing to me when Rich brought up the tuck rule. <laughs> I said that. So I, in the, in, in, in the commercial oh, break, Mo Damashek, always, you know, listen, a viewer's a viewer. 
and her opinion counts. She she uh, emailed me and said, I like Warren Sapp. Well, first she said, you look nice. Warren Sapp, oh. I love him. The other guy, though, was rude to you, and I don't like that. I told Charles Woodson that on the air. He backed down pretty good. Oh, you pulled he's a the, gentleman. Yeah, you pulled the mom Come on, My mom thinks that you're rude. Oh, well, I don't want any anyone's mama against me. He, he, he backed off real fast. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, are you going on the road again? What are you doing? Um, or is yeah, this well, to be determined? I'll be flitting about all over the football landscape. Okay. Yes, doing more of those NFL animations and everything else. So. Those are great. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, bud. Thanks for having me, fellas. What a pleasure to you see bet. you again. Dave Damashek of the Dave Damashek Football Program and many other, as he would say, delightful NFL media outlets. Thank you for coming on. Now, as promised, the return to the podcast of one of our favorites. Uh, he's usually in studio, but as we mentioned at the top of the show, he is on location, as they say in the business. Uh, he's on location uh, at, the, at uh, shooting a, a film that he mentioned uh, his last time on the podcast, A Million Ways to Die in the West, his latest uh, creation, along with the Seth MacFarlane family, I guess, uh, the man who helped put Ted on the screen for many years, a producer and writer uh, for Family Guy. And he uh, joins us now, the big Patriot fan that he is, from the location himself, Alex Elkin. How are you there, Alex? Oh, my God, I think I just died. Was that my eulogy? That was great. No, that's that's what <laughs> you, we call you, an you introduction. To, Did I miss yeah, it? You have to. I missed your no, new. You have to. You ha- you have to outlive me, so you can say that at my funeral. Well, I, I listen. You put me up wherever you want. I, I prefer uh, <laughs> you being alive at the time. You know, I, I right, love okay. that. Well, that's debatable for me. But um, you know, you're you're a busy man. You've got a lot on your plate. You're a creative man. There's just not one medium that suffices. Can they can't just hold you down? Um, no, I, I'm I, I'm I'm a medium in a bunch of mediums. So paint the word picture for me. Where are you right now? Right now I am sitting in a uh, beautiful Ford Escape. Nice. And I have the air conditioning blasting. I'm on a dusty dirt road uh, outside of uh, about 10 miles outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico. This sounds like a great Breaking Bad episode. Right. They they filmed that right around here. Um, But I know we're filming our Western, and it's going well. It's very dusty. (laughs) <laughs> unbelievably dusty as a uh, as a Jew a person of Jewish persuasion I'm, I'm, I'm basically blowing out a pitcher's mound of worth of dirt every night when I get home wow okay so but this reeks of rental right the Ford Escort it's not it's not your own oh, vehicle yeah. that you drove all the way out from Los Angeles no 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 they, they they rent they're nice enough to rent us one out here okay is it automatic do you do you go automatic oh, it's, it's- it's automatic. It's got satellite radio. It's very car of wow. the future. Right? It's got that backup camera and all that stuff. It's good. Fantastic. And I don't have a car with a backup camera. I, I, I feel I like know, that would really those screw those are, me up. No. No, you get, you get used to it in about uh, you know, three trips. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in a loaner car right now because uh, uh, my Range Rover that I drive um, just wow. in the 100-degree heat sort of uh, – wouldn't start. Just fritzed out. Something popped up that said gearbox fault. <laughs> now, <laughs> well, for for a Jew sitting in a car and it pops up gearbox fault, that yeah. that, that immediately means service this car. I have no yes, idea yes, what that, I, that meant. I, I, yeah, I couldn't. There, I don't. I can't think of any light outside of like you know gas cap off <laughs> that I could address myself. Yeah, I mean, because I'm now in a Dodge Challenger. Do you know what that is? Really. Yeah, I, that's dude, like a high-performance. Awesome. Is it really? 
Those are awesome. Yeah, you could drag race down Washington Boulevard, I think. It, I feel like I'm in the Rockford Files. <laughs> it's totally a 70s muscle car. Yeah. Great. I'm humming, I'm humming all, all sorts of... Uh, all sorts of Rockford Files tunes. Right. You yeah. should pull Mike up, post any Mike Post theme. You should pull up to a red right light now. and just like stare down some teenagers and try to. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't know that you want to whistle taxi. That's not so tough. <laughs> <laughs> but, was that a but, Mike Post theme? Was taxi I, I Mike Post? I believe it was. I believe it was. Okay. Um, you know, uh, the Challenger. I've noticed. Uh, here's a fun thing you can do when you you step outside of it. I feel like from either the front or the back, or maybe both, that it looks like a Fig Newton. <laughs> <It does. laughs> so ne- next time you're out there, take a look. Does that make me the Fig? <laughs> no, yeah, when you're in it, you're the Fig. <laughs> I'm the yeah. fig. You're, you're, the, you're the Fig Pace. <laughs> so tell me about this Western before we move to your Patriots. Tell me about, uh, tell me about this film, uh, A Million great. Ways to Die in the West. You've already touched yeah. upon it, but now you're actually doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's incredible. There's a giant sort of western town out here, which we've made kind of even larger. I say we, the set people, were, you know, building giant, you know, churches and schoolhouses and uh, general stores and things like that. And it just looks so awesome. And we have about a hundred amazing extras who are all so gristled and you know bearded and just authentic looking. It's it's kind of a great. It's like you stepped into another world. But the the, um, the movie itself is going great. Uh, it's been very funny. Seth himself is starring in it, and he's doing very well in sort of like a Woody Allen slash Jerry Seinfeld kind of role. Okay. And and uh, the other people in it are Charlize Theron, who's, you know, come on. Yeah. And uh, uh, Amanda Seyfried, who's also, Dude. you know, great. And, uh, Does Charlize have the short with, hair? Yeah, she going, she, she's, she got, she's, she's rocking the short hair. Nice. Yeah, I'm begging her to just do that uh, Dior perfume walk every day when I see her. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just stuck in my head. But, uh, you know, and uh, Giovanni Ribisi is in it. Uh, Sarah Silverman is in it. Liam Neeson is the bad guy. It's like a great Lord. cast. This is a great cast. This is awesome. Yeah, kind of, and with you describing kind of building uh, a, a, a small western town with hundreds of extras, it, it sounds like you described the last 30 minutes of Blazing Saddles to me. It's totally right. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, uh, you know, Rock Ridge. It's, it's not the fake Rock Ridge. It's uh, the real Old Stump. That's the name of the town. Old Stump. Old Stump. <laughs> the yeah. name of the town. And there's a, there's a giant uh, tree stump in the middle of the main street that nobody could move. And you also named, by the way, a uh, long time ago... Uh, you didn't name him. He's in the cast. I could see his. I, I have IMDB'd your, your show, uh, your movie right now. Um, right, okay. long time ago... The the uh, winner of the celebrity fantasy football contest that we used to hold on NFL Total Access, CSI Miami's own Rex Lynn. He won. Oh, yes. he, he won it all, and he is now post CSI Miami himself. Is he the sheriff of Old Stump? Is that is that who you have? Yes, you're you're reading it right. He was here, and boy. You know, he he had a few stories. He'll bend your ear for quite a while. Yes, he will. He had he had on the set. I don't know if he has you know as much run of your set as he did uh, at CSI Miami. He had a Texas Longhorn golf cart that he would oh drive God, around yeah. with the with the with the steer, um, I guess horns. <laughs> On the yeah. front of his golf cart. That's, that's how he would drive around the amazing. CSI Miami set. That, that that suits him perfectly. You know, he was here 
he was great. I think his part is actually already done. He was here kind of for the first week. Okay. Um, but he uh, showed up the first night for the first night party with, uh, oddly, just for no reason, John Lithgow. Just he and he and John Lithgow. <laughs> why not? Up. And now, why? Now you tell me why that makes sense. I don't. I don't. Seconds. I don't know. Um, it could All be. Right. Well, it, you it could have been a world according to Garp convention there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It, it turns out they were both in Cliffhanger. That's right. <laughs> So, That's right. They were. It was, it was a mini. It was a mini cliffhanger reunion, and uh, I got I got to talk to them both about cliffhanger, and I basically called them out saying, "Cliffhanger was a fantastic preview and a terrible movie," <laughs> and and they they agreed with that. And they said <laughs> without without naming names, they said that all the other actors in the movie were total. Jerk. It reminds me of a story that I told in the last podcast that you have not heard yet. The movie Draft Day um, with I- Ivan Reitman directing about uh, um, the 2014 NFL draft around fictional characters, obviously. Uh, although okay. one is being the running back is being played by Arian Foster in the film. Um, and, he, and he was at Radio City Music Hall shooting all the shots for it. And uh, Mike Mayock, huge Stripes fan, perhaps the only movie Mike Mayock actually knows. Uh, told Ivan Reitman that Stripes was one of the greatest movies of all time right up until they went to Germany. Uh, how do you tell that to the director? He just didn't know. No, he, he didn't did know. know. He just can't stop evaluating, Alec. That's right. He kind of, he's a great evaluator of talent. He just can't um, stop. He can't. Once you start him, certainly draft week, it's very difficult to dial him down. Do you think Arian Foster maybe should have been like working out and seeing ways he could try to run through the Patriots' defensive line. <laughs> Spoken like a movie. true Patriot fan right there, man. As you I mean, have... He had a couple weeks off last season. Maybe he could have done it then. What would you think of your Patriots draft? What would you think of it? You know, I, I mean, uh, here's my, my mantra every draft. I don't question what they're doing because I have faith in them. I have trust in them. They put us at the doorstep every year. I was... Very excited that they were able to turn that one pick into like four picks. That's what they do. That's their thing. That's a, you know that's a, that was a great move for them. And then, you know, when I started looking at those receivers, they got they, they got that guy from uh, Texas A&M. I can't remember his name. Um, they got a couple guys uh, who look like decent receivers. Listen, I had a love hate relationship with Welker. We're gonna miss him. He might be up to a hundred catches by week eleven of next season. Uh, and we'll miss him, and there's nobody that can really replace him. But if you get a couple guys who are good and speedy and slot guys and third guys and second guys, you know, I'm all for that. Well, Amendola is is a guy that is on the rise, obviously, if he can stay healthy. And, yeah, no, and I, you know, so many people are like, you know, oh, well, the Patriots are a favorite to win the Super Bowl again next year. And with Brady no. and Belichick, you have to sit there and say 100% they're, they're in the AFC mix. But yeah. if Amendola – does what he has done the last two years, which is not play because he yeah. can't stay healthy. Who in It'll the world suck. is going to run? And, and Gronk has got all sorts of issues with his no. wrist. And Aaron Hernandez can't stay healthy. I mean, is Brady going to throw it to himself? That's the question. I know. I know. It's, it's trouble. It's troubling. And, you know, I always think each year that, oh, they need cornerbacks, they need safeties, they need defensive backs because that's what we're kind of our weakness. But I mean, offense has been our strength. We got to keep it that way. It's just a, you know, it's an interesting uh, proposition. What do you, you never know what to root for on draft day. 
Yeah. You got Aaron Dobson, a wide receiver out of Marshall. Yeah. Josh Boyce. Do- Dobson's made a lot of highlight-type catches in Mar- at Marshall, so he's a, yeah, he's a YouTube phenom. Good. I like YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, so what? It, now, one of the things that I retweeted of yours, as you can follow uh, Alex Sulkin on, on Twitter with a half million other people, at the Sulk, Thank you. Uh, was um, you took a screen grab, albeit of a competing network, but I still went ahead yeah. and retweeted it. <laughs> you know, you're, because you're a big man. No, I am, uh, because it's about content. When I see good yeah. content, I just, you know, I have to. <laughs> I've got to disseminate. <laughs> Certainly if it's a friend of mine that's, that's, nailing, uh, that's hitting the nail directly on the head. Uh, it was a shot of Mark Sanchez a- after his first appearance at the Jets' yeah. OTAs or w- off-season oh. workout program with the green plastic sort of right. headband. He looked like a high school headband. girls soccer player. You know? Yes, exactly right. And exactly and what it, right. and and I, and I think all all uh, you said was this ain't helping. Yeah, and you tweeted. And, and I loved and I, and I loved your retweet that said retweeted without comment, which is technically which is probably with a comment. Which is the most scathing comment you can make <laughs> in a way. Um, and you know, by the way, that's that's big of you. I, I mean, I, I, the cat's out of the bag. That you know, maybe maybe you enjoy the Jets, maybe you don't. But you're a you're a big man for retweeting that that I mean that photo, which is just. I mean, Brady's had some embarrassing photos, but he's got you know a few rings. Yes. So that just makes it. He doesn't have the stink of the butt fumble and just you know going down, down, down. Well, this is sort of like <laughs> one of my favorite tweets of yours from last year, Alec. It was uh, you just said Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez, Tim Tebow. These are the jokes, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. No, I. It's, it's very fun to like, you know, get on the Jets because when they're down. For some reason, they're so much fun to kick when they're down, and even the New York fans kick them when they're down. And I think that's why, you know, you take a cue from the New York papers, the New York press, even all the networks. There's so much coverage of them, um, so it's just kind of it seems more fun when they're well. They're, listen, they're flailing. Here's the deal: the New Yorker me feels that I should. Uh, just get my hackles up a little bit with this conversation and where it's headed um, is that the butt fumble, as you said, the stink of the butt fumble, which if I'm not yeah. mistaken, was the original working title of a million ways to die in the West. Correct. That was the original. <laughs> right. was the, we may change it to that. The stink of the butt fumble. It's right. That, or it was the initial, I think it was the initial working title of uh, the cask of Amontillado decades and right. you know, centuries ago. Plot. Yeah. Right. When the first, Right, that yeah, that that, that Jet too. fans were 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 entombed in this wall of butt fumble, and then you know you obviously decided to work it in a different way. But anyway, long story short, is the stink of the butt fumble does mask the fact that when these two teams first met earlier in the season, Sanchez played his head off, and if Stephen Hill had caught one football inside the ten yard line the Jets would have won the first of the two games last year. You're not wrong, Rich. Either. And the Jets usually have – that's why, you know, everybody's on the Jets now, and for good reason. And everyone's saying here, I get a lot of tweets, people just get off the Jets on this podcast. But it is great fodder to discuss. <laughs> so it's amazing. Correct. Certainly with Patriot fans who are gleeful. And as I mentioned as well on the previous show, Alec, 
that when the Jets drafted Geno Smith, that was another one of those Belichick kicking back in his chair, hands behind his head, out red our yeah. back, feet up on the desk, smoking cigar type moment that he has every now and then with oh, what boy. the Jets do down the turnpike. But all of that said, the Jets are maybe setting people up. Maybe setting people up. That's all well, I'm I mean, saying. Maybe. You they never know. All, all they can do this year is either kind of be the same or they can improve. You know, I don't see a way that they can really have a worse season. You know, obviously wins and losses, you can get worse. But Oh, Alec. The lowlights, <laughs> the lowlights of last season were pretty low. Yes, they were. And there's always, as a Jet fan will tell you, a trap door waiting to open. <laughs> and the so one throwing the, low, the switch. Yes, the one throwing the switch is usually a, a Coslet, a, cl- a, cl- uh, a Cosletian, Cotidian type Cotidian. figure that's at the switch. <laughs> you know, there's, there's usually something that's there, but you never know. So, but uh, how, but the, the Broncos to me, with what they have right. done, and now yep. r- word has it that uh, our last podcast guest in studio, guest Charles Woodson, is meeting with them Wednesday. Uh, I don't oh know God. what he would do in that in that lineup, but you add Charles Woodson just to that locker room, period. Just in that scene, period. Certainly with Raheem Moore having a ball thrown over his head on second and 73. Charles Woodson doesn't yep. let that get behind him. But all that just – who no. better to throw his arm around that kid, right, than yeah. Charles Woodson with Champ Bailey? To me, what yep. the Broncos have done already with Welker, your guy, your love-hate guy, yep. I, I just don't see them – I don't see them losing their division for sure, and I don't see them even losing the AFC. I'll say that right here and now. Well, but, I mean, let's let's step back for a minute because I think that we all thought they were going to win their first-round playoff game this year, didn't we? Yes, we did. At home. And then something happens to Peyton Manning at a certain time of year. And I know he's won a Super Bowl, and uh, but he's still – I think there's still a little bit of that in him. You know, you still see it. And you have to think maybe after the neck injury, he, he had a great season, an amazing season, one of his best. But does he need to, you know, earn it back in the playoffs again? I think he does a little bit. And I I, I worry about next season, is he going to be feeling that same way And in the first-round game? They're obviously going to be hosting it, uh, and they, you know, like they did this year. And that's, you know, that city – They've had a bunch of mixed results in that city. They're used. To, they've had a couple wins, but they're also used to losing. It's kind of like a mini Boston. And I think when Peyton goes out there in the playoffs, it's a different thing now. It's a different thing than regular season Peyton. And Welker's certainly a slightly different thing than regular season Welker. So let's see what happens to them up there. Hmm. And everyone's essentially putting the 49ers in as the NFC representative in New Jersey next February. It was good, but, you know, Kaepernick could have a a drop-off. What about Seattle? Yeah, listen, I love what Seattle's done, perhaps more than any team this this offseason. Love it. Love everything they've done. Every move they've made. Resigning their own people included. I love it. Harvin, to me, off the charts, add him to Russell Wilson and that defense – uh, last week, Charles Woodson did said Richard Sherman's the best corner in the league in his mind, and 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 they drafted well again. It seems I do love Seattle, but all of that said, I mean San Francisco went there last year with a kid that has nothing but upside in many people's minds. True, you know it's going to be it, it's already it's 
I'm already so excited. Let's put it that way. That it's just already an interesting season that hasn't even begun yet, and there are a lot of good teams. There's a lot of good teams. What did you think of the uh, 49ers' new stadium being sponsored by Levi's? What did you think? I didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. There you go. It's, now, it's called Levi's Stadium. I believe Jed oh York, the, uh, the, uh, the top dog in San Francisco, already referred to it as the Field of Jeans. That's great. I believe. That's great. I know. I'm already trying to think of stuff. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I, went, I went wild on Twitter. I went wild on Twitter. What do you, got? Uh, what do you, got? you know, I just went, you know, I guess it's called a, uh, a button fly pattern or an oh, okay. inseam route. And I just there said, I go. can't stop myself. You know, help somebody help was my hashtag. <laughs> uh, how about, how uh, about every, every game should start at 501? Nice. Section 501. Yeah. Like the, the opponent is going to be stonewashed. Uh, there you go. Kaepernick works well inside, out of the pocket, you know, all of that stuff. There you go. Yeah, that's coming. This is going to be a Super Bowl, basically, in uh, Levi's Stadium. For sure. Probably coming in the next two years. I'm Um, sure they will, yeah. What what do you think about the Super Bowl this year in uh, in New York? Can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be a nightmare getting around town. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's a really good chance it's going to snow. But that's great. That's what the league wants. The league wants a little bit of flurries and it to be a nice chilly day. They don't want a nor'easter coming. What, what the if there's Thursday two before. feet? Right. Well, then there'll never be a there'll never be a cold weather Super Bowl again. Again. <laughs> Seriously, if there's a nor'easter on Thursday or Friday that not only prevents people from getting around town or getting into town, and thus bringing about something called Super Monday. Oh, could you imagine? Oh there will never be. Seriously, everyone will be running back to Dallas, saying, "Let's go yeah. back there." You know, no offense to the good people of North Texas, but they. They had some weather issues. A super Monday. Wow. Wow, that would be It's possible if there's one of those, you know, we're... we're, For sure. Hey, I'm talking to two New Englanders right now. Absolutely. You and one on the phone. We all know a Nor'easter hits on that Friday or Saturday. There's no game Sunday. No. There's no game. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Monday is uh, what the NCAA does for some stupid reason. (laughs) Yeah, they do do on Monday night. Like late at night, too. It doesn't start until 930 Eastern. Uh, uh, Tell me about it. I was there. I know. I learned firsthand this year. Um, so last thing, you're, you got a show picked up, right? You're, once this is over with A Million Ways to Die in the West, you're going to start a new TV show called Dads on Fox, right? Is that's that correct? correct. That, that, that's correct. That's correct. We were at the uh, up, we were at the upfronts, uh, which was where the uh, in New York City, which is where the networks announced their fall lineup. Right. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. And so you're part and, of the whole Fox upfront. Who else? Drop some names. Who was there at the Fox upfront? All right, well, uh, let's see. I saw some surprise names that I didn't even know on stage. And believe me, our seats, it was in the Beacon Theater. My nice. seats could not have been any farther back. <laughs> but um, I, I, I think I made out with the help of opera glasses. Uh, Matt, Matt Dillon is going to oh. be in something. Was up there. It was kind okay. of a surprise. A little Greg Matt, Kinnear yeah, in the show called Rake. Uh, Rake. Uh, yeah, I yeah, heard about that. He's, he's some wacky lawyer, right? I think it's, yeah, about, like, kind of like Fox's take on uh, Californication. Oh, okay. So in, other words, in other words, probably watered down. <laughs> but he, uh, he was there. He was very charming. And uh, yeah, just seeing a few of those people. And uh, Michael Strahan, Strahan. Um, came out uh, with Troy Aikman to uh, talk about Fox Sports and, and prepare yourself. Michael Strahan was indoors wearing a scarf. No, he was not. 
He was wearing a long black tasseled scarf, and uh, it was probably about, oh, I don't know, about 65 outside. So Stray accessorized. He did. He accessorized. Was it, was it and, cold and, and in the beacon? It was not cold in any way. I was sweating, but I mean, that's often <laughs> a for me, but it was not cold. Stray uh, was really Garf. Well, you know, Woodson, yeah. after he did the podcast, went on Total Access. He went, he went on full Ascot. Really? Yes. He went Ascot on NFL Network, which is a bold maneuver. Because he was it up is. here I, in a T-shirt. I, but to me, scarf, a scarf indoors, that connotes... That connotes... Snooty. I don't... Sometimes. I don't know. I, listen, I'm not that... Fa- I, I'm a guy that when you go to a gym, certainly out here in Los Angeles, which is rare, okay? Go to a gym or you see anybody walking around here in a ski cap. Right, and you're like, bro, it. you're like, it. you're like, Hate brother, it. where I'm from, that's called a necessity, not <laughs> right. an accessory. But I anything know. that's I normally know. an accessory for cold, right? A necessity yeah, for a, cold should not be a, should not be an accessory indoors. That's unless, all I'm saying. Unless it's unless it's like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, orchestra conductor of the New York Philharmonic, Michael Stray, <laughs> then come out in a scarf. Then that's okay. Did Stray have a top hat? <laughs> no, top hat came. No, that would have been, yeah, in a way, that would have been more acceptable. You should have gone dressed that way, Alec. You should have gone dressed oh. as the Monopoly man. Jesus. I'm, I w- I'm just lucky enough to cinch myself into a terrible boss suit. <laughs> so you suited and booted for that? I, I suited. I had to suit it. I mean, just too many room service meals. I'm I'm lying on the bed like a teenage girl with pliers trying to get the pants on. But you you, you as a creator and right. and and a writer on this show, correct? Yep. This is your show. Yep. This is your baby. What do you do? Right. I mean, what do you, are you glad-handing advertisers? I mean, well, not, no, to keep us far away from those people. Right. That's so what are you doing job. there? Just We did nothing. We were just there to enjoy a few parties and watch uh the clip package that they put together of our show when they introduced the show, and, and which we hated. You hated it. You hated oh the clip God. package. I did. Uh, it was. Uh, I just. It was not. I feel like the show is so much better than that clip package put together. It just had a lot of that stuff with like. It was like a '90s movie preview where it's like, you know. Cue the beginning of Fortunate Son. Like three lines of dialogue between somebody and like, what do you mean, Dad? And then record scratches. Dad, that's my birthday. Music kicks in again. It was just like, it was just, it was painful to watch. And it's like, Dad, what are you doing there? I feel good. Wait, who, who is in Dad's? It's um, Seth Green and Giovanni Ravis are the kids, and the dads are Martin Mull and Peter Rieger. Martin Mull. Wow, Martin Mull. That is fantastic, yes. man. Nice. Yeah, we, we love him. He's really funny. He's just, you know, he... Martin Mull, he is, he is yeah. Fernwood tonight. I mean, with him and Absolutely. Fred Willard, that is that is Mount Rushmore type stuff in my I mind. I know, I know. He's And he's great. He comes up with a lot of his own lines. He always comes up. Uh, pitching something and it's usually off color so we, we love it is he a football fan do you know you know i i don't know for certain if he is since we haven't really been in full swing during any kind of football season but uh i'll try and suss it out please for you. We'll get, we'll get him on the show please I, I, please believe me he, he would do the show in a second you think so 
Oh, he would. I because mean, he wouldn't. He's just one of those guys who likes to. He likes to entertain. He likes to be funny. You know what? I, I saw the other day, and it stands the test of time. Certainly, his performance. Mr. Mom. Yes, sir. Mr. Mom. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? Yes. I love that. Mr. Love Mom. That. Stands the test of time. The schooner tuna, all of it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You really did just see it. <laughs> oh, I did. It does. Well, I mean, and Michael Keaton, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. But, wow, that's pretty that cool. His, that was his payday. But yeah. I, I love how you described the um, <laughs> the clip package. <laughs> What's that oh, Peter Gabriel uh, song that's in every single movie uh, or in your eyes. Movie premiere. Salisbury Hill or in your eyes. Where where it's one of those where it's a serious serious movie preview preview, yeah. right? There's there's all sorts of argument either right. between husband and wife, and or the family's breaking up or something terrible's happening, and then there's an uplifting moment, and this song comes yeah. on. Yeah, it's Salisbury Hill. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what. Yeah, we were we were a step away from that, but probably a step in the wrong direction. <laughs> like at least at least Salisbury Hill is like kind of a cooler song. Yeah, it was. Right. That's it. Oh yeah, and then and that's and then and then it just shows you the the name of the dads on Fox. Yeah. You know, right? I know, I know, I know. We're gonna we're gonna we we insisted that we cut together a new sort uh, of. How, how long do these things take? Because your tweet was like, you know, you spend millions of dollars on something that could be uh, accomplished in a single email. Yes, true. That's <laughs> totally true. I mean, it was like they put, they have, first of all, they have their executives in New York for a week up at, staying at like the Ritz, Mandarin Oriental, those kinds of places. Nice. They have parties and dinners that they're hosting every night on the network, on the studio. Um, then the events themselves and the, the amount of people they fly in, the stars that they have there on stage, they fly in all the advertisers. It, uh, it literally could all be accomplished in one email, and it's all known by Deadline Hollywood before That's the announcement. Right. It is. I know. You so, know. I was at the TBS one last year for The Great Escape. The the one the the Turner one the TFPBS TNT one yeah. uh, and yeah, the cue applause and and, applause. and I thought of I thought of when I was there that it was sort of like the NFL draft okay where we're all gathering in some New York spot and they're introducing their new draft class essentially and they they think everything is going to work but you yeah. look around the room and you know half of these people are going to crap out. It's just like an NFL draft class. You know, or, but worse because half an NFL draft class is going to be gone on average three years later, right? That's right. the average length of four years later. for This is like three to four weeks for, for The Great Escape, yep. which was my show. We were the ones that crapped out ten oh, episodes no. later. Boom, yeah, boom, one and done, over. But I, that's what I thought. It was very. It was. It was sort of like the same thing because the Turner people were like every proudly introducing every show, which they should because they believe in every show. But everything doesn't work. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be that one and done. Uh, you know they have to be at least fake excited about it for the advertisers. They have to, and they have to put a positive spin on it. And you know what they. To, to uh, it's, it's Kevin Riley, who's the head of the network, and to his credit, he did a pretty good job of, um, you know, his presentation seemed appropriately enthusiastic. They had sort of easy to understand for idiots like me, you know, sort of pie charts and graphs about why Fox is so awesome. Uh, 
and stars come out and say, hey, thanks a lot. So the presentation itself, that part of it was good. It was just what they had clipped together of our show. And I was sitting there with my writing partner, uh, and uh, we watched it, and we were just cringing in the back. And I literally had to leave halfway through the presentation. (laughs) And it was like, I was like, you know, Amy Mann in the Voices Carry video or something. I was just shimmying down the aisle, like with a sort of close to blubbering sob, like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Trying to get out of the stupid theater. I just, oh, God, it was really nice. And was Kiefer Sutherland there? Before they announced the return uh, of 24? No, they didn't. They didn't do that? No. Oh, man. I'm no, kind of excited I, I, for that. Too. Okay, I'm, I'm fired up for that. I am. Wait, is that happening? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's, yes, they're rebooting 24, but it's only 12 hours long. So they're sort of cutting okay. it in half. And they're going to skip right. forward, fast forward a little bit, but it's still going to be in that real-time yes. format. Yeah. Yes, we are officially running out of time again. Performing a perim- perimeter. Lots of screaming. No, oh, no bathroom breaks or eating. It's going to be another, awesome. Another, another terrible day for this guy. <laughs> this will make number nine, right? Or was there eight? <laughs> I think it'll be the day that uh, Jack Bauer drafts Geno Smith. That'll be the day. <laughs> <laughs> see, listen to you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. He's going to be your starting QB, I'm telling you. I, wait, I, I don't know. I don't know. The Jets are right now making a lot of noise about um, Sanchez is going to compete and all that stuff. I, it would be it, – it is possible – they do just keep him right. around all of preseason to make sure David Garrard doesn't throw his back out and then oh. cut him right before the beginning of the season, which be be a brutal end to his David stay in Garrard, New York. David Garrard, we all remember him from uh, most intimately from that season of hard knocks on the Dolphins is what I remember him most for. And he – Boy, he comes across like a nerd. <laughs> he, just, he, let me tell you. He beat the Steelers thing. in the playoffs. He did. He had one great season for uh, Jacksonville, earned himself a nice contract, and yep. then hasn't really done much since. All right, well, we'll let you go back to your, your film. I'm sure you're they, – they, did they stop filming when you left no, the set? No, they, we're, we're, we're on a lunch break. We, we're, we're on that strange, um, like, mountain time. So oh. this is, you caught me right at, right at lunch. So are you going to get – are you is it uh, – is it – like a southwestern fair, you're going to sidle up to um, or bus bus your tray next to Charlize's. Is that the way it works well, in the I, tent? I, I I wish she's not she's not in the public chow tent with the rest of us uh, <laughs> cow hands. But uh, con, con darn it! But uh, we we do have this guy who's cooking the best food ever, and it is like cowboy chow. You go in there every day. It's like some combination like of slop. steak, chicken. It's no, it's like steak, chicken, barbecue sauce. You know, enchiladas, rice. You know everything terrible for you, but it's delicious. And you are—I mean, you definitely are living the uh, Blazing Saddles life right now. I was going to say, do you feel like you're in a real-life version of the Oregon Trail computer game? I love it. Oh, I love that game. (laughs) Uh, Yes, and like that's kind of the theme of the movie is literally that Oregon uh, Trail video game where you could just die of all sorts of weird things, like cholera and a snake bite. A million ways to die in the West. That's coming now, a year from now. The release date uh, appears to be exactly May thirtieth. Yep. And uh, oh, you and then, know everything. And you will, we will see dads this fall on Fox. And Thank you who will. And when is Ted two? What are you, is, is that like on a is that like on a burner right now somewhere? No, Ted Ted two, I think is you know uh, it hasn't been written yet. Um, well, when do you have time it, for that? Well, it'll it will have to start writing it soon. It'll be after this western, and then probably while we're working on the TV show. Damn. Um, I'm available for we'll... cameo appearances, by the way. Just oh, You are? Okay. Just good. throwing that good. out there. 
Okay, good. He was definitely concerned about your, he was. your, uh, your schedule. Well, I could hear I'm it. I'm just letting him know that I'm available. As a Pats fan, you have an in. <laughs> um, but, yes, uh, it, that's going to be, I think, the, uh, the next year probably will be released in uh, 2015. Damn, man. The, awesome. year, the year of the future and back to the future, too, by the way. So let's all get weirded out by that. <laughs> okay. Miami beats the Cubs in the World Series that year. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Something's going to happen. Uh, Alec, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Always hey, the hey, no. Thank you. Love being on the show. Love the show. Thank Always. you. Thank you. Take care of yourself, All right, bud. All right. Okay. That's Alex Selkin phoning in from New Mexico. Fun show, Chris Brockman. Front show. A lot of good. A lot of good times. A lot of good laughs there. Two great guests too. It was fun. Sort of very little I mean, football talk. I mean, like you said, it's a it's a mid May. What are we going to do? Mid May podcast. We're hoping to get some more fun uh, guests in the uh, coming weeks. Law is. Um, down in uh, Mexico way. I mean, and um, I guess he's back next week. He's letting everybody know where he is, too. Next week is when the owners meet in Boston to award Super Bowls L and LI, 50 and 51. You got any guesses? No, it's, it's, it's over. This, the, the, the suspense was removed by the Florida legislature when it uh, uh, decided not to, or the uh, I guess the Speaker of the House decided not to bring, I don't know, it depends on who you speak to. Either the Speaker decided to spike the vote <laughs> on um, on uh, moving forward with improvements to the house of uh, uh, the Dolphins, the Dolphins house. What are they? I don't even know what they call it. A Sun Life, I guess it is right now, stadium. Yeah. Um, or uh, didn't have the votes to put it on the floor. Either way, when they didn't vote on it, that was the end of that. So you'll see, I believe Super Bowl 50 will be in the new Levi's Stadium. Santa Clara, California will be the host of Super Bowl L, a big milestone Super Bowl, and then the one after I uh, should be in Houston. Houston. But that said, though, still got to vote, and you never know how these things turn out. Short travel for us, hopefully. And um, so that'll be down next Tuesday. I hope to have a podcast up that day. I will be on the air at 1 o'clock Eastern time for that. That's the next big, big, big uh, I guess, football story on the horizon. That's scheduled. You know, you never know I mean, what's happening. Um, should somebody retire or sign? Horrible stuff with Titus Young. Horrible. Do you read the story about his dad? Saying that he's Saying got... that I don't even know my son anymore? That the last time they saw him when he was arrested? That, uh, you know, that he went... He told that, that he and his father had dinner? This was last week, and I guess. What did he say? And the father said that they had dinner. And uh, afterwards, they went home in Southern California, and he said, Dad, I left my my phone in the car. Can you give me the keys so I can get the phone? And the father said that they don't give him keys to the car anymore because he shouldn't be driving, is what he said. And um, so that he's been on some serious mental health medication that he's not taking regularly. And um, and he gave him the keys to the car because he was just going to be on the phone. And he said he looked out the window and he saw him on the phone in the car sitting there. And then he started the car and drove off. And yeah. that was the night that I guess he got arrested uh, the first of two times. When then he got arrested for a third. And I can't even keep track of, you know, of and what people it was. Are making but it's just a horrible story. And, and obviously people make light because it's a Lions exactly. player that's and, like, getting arrested, blah, blah, blah. But stuff, this but is not I think, funny yeah, exactly. stuff going on. With it's a young man, to a larger issue here. Yes, it certainly is, and so you never know when a story is going to pop up. But that's the, what we're doing right now. We're in OTAs, and then uh, the OTAs will will end in a, probably about a month. 
and then we take a breath. That's when most scouts and and coaches get married. <laughs> Seriously, it's when you got in the NFL world, you got two, three weeks to go on a honeymoon and whatever, and yeah. then July's right around the corner, bro, and then the whole season. We got it's the, coming. We're closer than we are. We're closer to the beginning of the season than we were. Less than three to months. To the end of last season. Hall of Fame is uh, August 4th. Yeah, Sapper going in. You got me a you got me a shout out, sir. I got it. Do you want to give Law an international shout out since he's well? <laughs> no, not after this Twitter story. That uh, it's a true story. So how do we want to do this? Mark. We'll find out if he listens to this show. The guy, he probably the guy from not, Twitter. No. Oh, Law. Law listens to this one. Yes. Do we? Do we? Um, set it up where maybe when we bring this up again that we're still efforting the the Twitter. Higher I wish we had law on the power. phone. I just had I just had a thought. I wish we had law on the phone so we could ask him which he would rather have if he mm. could only choose one: the Twitter blue check mark, or more followers than you, or his promised cameo on season five of the league, which mm. he won after that miraculous Seattle victory he over talks the Patriots. About those both endlessly, so I can't imagine that would be down in the system. down in the NFL media bullpen. But what I'm saying is he would have to choose. Hmm. So that'd be like a Sophie's choice in a way, right? And the there. other one, I get the other one. Hmm. Since well, he tried to snake behind my behind my back. Have you? And Law's phone goes directly to voicemail. Did he right respond? Now? Straight to voicemail. It's just yeah. as well. We'll 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 test to see if Law listens to the shows okay. that he's not on, which are rare. <laughs> that maybe if we bring up the fact again, if we do book this uh, member of the Twitter brass, we're hoping uh, we may never, but. Of course. Um, that we could even bring up the fact that we're efforting it, and you could say, "Listen, Law, this is how much I appreciate you," and you could sell it. You're an actor. I, I am an actor. I'm a thespian. That if one of us gets a blue check, you take it. You take the blue check mark. Be the bigger man. Be the bigger man, and then you'll just look at him and he'll wonder what's going on here, and then he'll accuse me of telling you. And then you'll sell and it. Then, no, and I'll sell it. That I wouldn't do that. And how dare he? Right, you're an actor. How dare he? Yes. Yes. And you could see how great I was. Between, I go but, on that it didn't get renewed. Did you see that, by the way? The, the, the Did you announcer? see the announcer? Congratulate him. Congra- on- <laughs> 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 you know For those who didn't see it, you need to YouTube Matthew Perry. You're friends with Matt. Can we get him back on now sure. to talk about that? Absolutely. I'll, I'll reach out to him. Because that was priceless. We said congratulate. I guess congratulations in an order, and it was the day that that go on was canceled. Yeah, and he handled it like a pro, of course. But where he was but. like, where he was like, oh, you mean congratulations on my show getting canceled? <laughs> and the guy tried to get out of it by saying, well, it's sort of like a double-edged sword. Congratulations, and then the look that Matthew gave him was just like he sort of laughed at at the very lame attempt. The poor, the poor, he's the sideline announcer, right, right? for the hockey coverage of, course, of the like, Kings game, the local guy, Kings game. You know. probably, he got some, fed some bad information. Hey, his show got picked up today, which is, you know, here in Los Angeles, people talk about that stuff. All the time. Right. All so, the time. Oh, Lord. You got it. Have you seen it, Alex? You got it. I have. You, oh, it's it, one of my it's, favorite it's, YouTube videos of all time yeah, now. You got you to gotta go check that out. Yeah, oh, Lord. Uh, but anyway, that's how great I was on Go On It, you know. I was going to say, between, between the two of us, you have a SAG card. and I've got a SAG card. And I don't. So. I do have a SAG card. But I think that's the way we play with law. I think so. I think you're right. Maybe we'll do that next week. And then hopefully he won't listen. Or he will listen and he'll try and game us. And it'll be a great, it'll be a great segment. As he texted you, it'll be great fodder. Fodder. 
Give me the international shout out so we can get out of here. Gordon Wright at uh, Wright with a W. W, of course. G O G. Love the podcast, gents. Listen whilst running. While running in. This has to be somebody from the UK. Sheriff. If, if it's Sh- a right, if it's a right with a W and he's whilst. Yeah, whilst running gents, in. Gents, all of this stuff. Sheriff Muir, Scotland this morning. Scotland. I was steady let me at, see, let fi- me see. at 58 degrees. Uh, Gordon Wright at, at Wright. Gog? G-O-G, yeah. Okay. Right with a W. Love the G-O-G. podcast. Gents, listened whilst running. Sheriff Muir Scotland <laughs> Sheriff Muir Scotland. Uh, it was steady 58 degrees Fahrenheit, he said. Fahrenheit. Hey, he, he converted it out of Celsius. I which, you know, to that. us, is, it's Greek to us. Gordon Wright, good times. Thank you, Chris Brockman. Thank you, Rich Eisen. You have a Twitter, Alex? You got a Twitter? I do indeed. What is it? At Alex C. Wilk. With 199 followers. Oh, let's get him over 200. Let's do it. All right. Let's get him over 200. Let's get him over 200. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll get you one follower. I think you can make that happen. Uh, Why why the C? Why the C? Somebody had Alex Wilk already? Alex Wilk. Do we have to get on that? We got rid of the underscore. C should be no problem. We got rid of Topher Law. We got rid of the underscore. We did. And we're working on. Alex Wilk doesn't even tweet. Just picked up and never even See? used. See, same thing for both of us. Tale of woe that Chris Brockman no longer lives under. Uh, thank you, uh, Alex, for for pitching in um, and much, showing Alex. us uh, how little Chris Law has to do with the success of this podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm heaping it on the latex salesman right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he deserves it alone for the feet at the beach twit pick that he had the other day. I I I I, I don't want to hear about that. It's, really? Yeah, uh, it's one of you know any things you got your feet up. Of course. It, it, Everybody takes a picture like that on vacation. But nobody you shouldn't tweet it out. No. Grown men should not tweet that out. No, no, no. My feet are not for public consumption. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. Ever. Because I because I because I care. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Rich, this edition Rich, oh, Rich. of the Rich Eisen podcast. And for all of us here at the Medill School of Journalism, thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. Stay listening, friends.